With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And now we're really officially in that quiet point of the offseason. I know I say that it seems like every episode as of late, but really as we look at things now, the Buffalo Bills wrapping up mandatory minicamp OTAs are uh, in the books, and it truly is that quiet time of the year until the Bills begin training camp. Of course, there's things that could take place between now and then. I mean, maybe a free agent signing here and there. Um, certainly some some news could pop up with different roster moves. But at this time, traditionally, this is the time where it's a no news is good news, right? You don't want any players getting any off-field troubles or you know whatever may come of that. So really, I look at things and think to myself, okay, it's time to start looking forward to training camp. And each year, I think, as Bills fans, there are certain things that we step away from, right? When we think about training camp, and I call them those those camp darlings, right? Guys, they might be an undrafted free agent, maybe someone that was drafted late uh, in the NFL draft that fans just sort of start gravitating towards, right? You you know, those those guys that, you know, maybe you you think they're a diamond in the rough. They've got a chance to really stick on the roster. Who is it that stands out? Right. Um, I went to Twitter, got some feedback from some folks. Um, Brother Bill, you guys know Brother Bill. He's been on the show with me before. You can find him on Twitter at Brother Bill 716. Walt Powell and Nikel Roby, two great options, right? Two guys that have certainly stood out in OTAs. Of course, Nikel Roby has gone on to have a successful NFL career. Kevin Whitney, 96, writes to Rick Rogers, of course, someone that we thought. Uh, might be able to stick as a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Um, Sports Rock, too. Eric Stryker, the former linebacker, All-American, someone that we thought was definitely a diamond in the rough that could stand out for the Buffalo Bills. Colin B. 78 writes Lionel Gates, the former seventh-round running back selected out of Louisville that many of us had high hopes for. And where I'm going with this is, right, each year there are those players that we certainly have have high hopes for, right? You you go through all of that and you think to yourself, like, is this a guy that slipped? Is this someone that really, you know, could have had a chance to stick with the Bills or could have had a great career? Um, Des Lewis certainly comes to mind, the wide receiver um, that tore things up in OTAs and, 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 of course, never stuck with the Bills other than through training camp. And each year there's that player that when you go into training camp, fans have expectations for. They're really high on that player. Uh, And this year, I think when we talk about that guy who is going to be that true fan favorite for the Bills, it's Isaiah Hodgins, who was the sixth-round pick for Buffalo out of Oregon State in the 2020 NFL Draft. Now, this is a little bit different than some of the other guys that we've mentioned. Sometimes it's a UDFA that that we've got high hopes for. Um, You think in the past, Robert Foster, another guy that comes to mind. Of course, then there's Levi Wallace, right, who is – 
last two and a half years, starting cornerback for the Bills. Hodgins in a little bit of a different situation as a sixth round pick. We know that Brandon Bean has an affinity for his for his draft picks. Um, and Hodgins is someone that got off to a decent start in camp, at least by all reports through a couple of days during 2020, albeit certainly a different year thanks to the COVID-19 pandemic. And now he's definitely shown flashes by all reports from the great beat reporters out there, guys like Joe Biscaglia and Matthew Fairburn, of course, Matt Perino, Sal Capaccio, and others, right? Really relaying information that Hodgins has flashed throughout OTAs and shown some, some great progress. We saw quotes from Sean McDermott talking about Isaiah Hodgins and the work that he has put in. And for many of us as fans, that has become a guy that you're starting to latch onto. And you're thinking to yourself, is this a guy that should make the roster and what really takes place here? Now, when we talked about some of these names in the past, um, guys like Derek Rogers, Walt Powell, Nickel Roby Coleman, Robert Foster, um, the Bills roster was not in the place where it is right now, right? We were in a rebuilding mode where you had the real opportunity to hit on a late round draft pick or a UDFA would have that chance to make the team each year. Things are a little bit different, right? When you think about the Bills roster and where it stands today, coming off a 13-3 season, going to the AFC Championship game, that now we're in a position that it's, you know, there's going to be some guys that are going to get cut from the Buffalo Bills that can immediately get scooped up by other teams across the NFL and have a real chance to make that that roster. It's certainly a bit of a new day uh, for Bills fans and, and really what it's going to look like for someone to make this roster. Of course, when you talk about the wide receiver position, right, and for someone like Isaiah Hodgins, um, it's going to be a little bit of an uphill battle just because of the depth that the Bills have there. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders. Those four guys, it's uh, pretty easy to say, will be set in stone. Then, of course, you have Isaiah McKenzie, always a, a favorite of mine. And then you're talking about, all right, a, a competition between someone like Hodgins, um, Jake Kumro, Duke Williams. Um, what what it, will that competition look like for Buffalo? And honestly, we haven't even really talked about anything from kick return and punt return and what that is going to mean. But Hodgins this year is going to be that guy. Heading into training camp, you see it on social media already. I caught up with my buddy Joe Miller and Jay Spence the King on the Hump Day Hotline on Wednesday. And of course, we were talking about Isaiah Hodgins, someone that Joe is especially high on. Um, I was talking about pumping the brakes just a little bit. But, you know, listen, Joe is the host of the Overreaction Sports Podcast for a reason. And when we talk about some of that, that overreacting, right, you really look at things and think to yourself, okay, who is someone that you can have some high expectations for? And right now, those expectations for Isaiah Hodgins, they're pretty much sky high. And I say that in a good way, right? I mean, sky high for a six-round draft pick. Like, let me keep try to keep some perspective when we do talk about this. But let's take a little bit of a look back and think to ourselves, you know, who Isaiah Hodgins is, what his profile was like coming out of college. Because I remember being excited when the Bills got him in the sixth round. Everything that I read had him pegged probably somewhere as a fourth round pick. So all of a sudden, you know, you look to the draft experts. They think he's a fourth rounder. You get him in the sixth. You you think it's a bit of a, a steal. 
Of course, everybody remembers that the Bills landed Gabriel Davis in the fourth round, and he worked out pretty well in his rookie year in Buffalo. But let's take a look at Hodgins, his time at Oregon State, and what kind of prospect he was. Because sometimes we go through these things and we talk about this player, who he might remind us of, but a lot of that we're looking back a couple of years right now. Joe mentioned the other day he thought of Stevie Johnson, right, when when he looked at him as a prospect. Um, for myself and a, a few others, I know Sal Capaccio had mentioned this before as well. Um, he reminds me of David Nelson. David Nelson, a former UDFA out of Florida, put together a, a string of some decent years with the Bills based on his build and who he is. So let's talk a little bit about Hodgins as the player. Let's look at his last season, 2019 in Oregon State. Played in 12 games, 86 receptions for 1,171 yards and 13 TDs, an average of 13.6 yards per reception. You, you think about this young man, right? And you're thinking to yourself, man, with that type of production at six foot three, 201 pounds, how is this that type of a scenario where this guy is falling to the sixth round, playing in a major conference? Um, and certainly when you look back to that season, there were some monster games um, that he had, right, for Oregon State. Opening the season against Oklahoma State, nine receptions for 170 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, you look into week five of the 2019 season, takes on UCLA. Again, 10 receptions, 123 yards, three touchdowns, put up 10 and 162 against Stanford, seven and 150 against Arizona. I mean, certainly had some monster games. So you talk to yourself and it's just like, okay, what is it that a player like this slipped to the sixth round and, and how did something like that happen? Now you talk about some of his measurables, his athleticism, right? You can go to his relative athletic score and take a look there. Came out at a 7.52. Overall, that makes him a good prospect from an NFL draft standpoint. Right, six foot three and a half, two hundred and ten pounds, decent measurables there. His vertical jump, thirty-six and a half inches, not bad. Broad jump, ten foot four inches, pretty good there. Good in the short shuttle, not bad in the three cone. Where he got caught up just a little bit when you talk about some of the the other tests, only nine reps on the bench, certainly not a good thing there. Four point six one in the forty yard dash. Not great, putting him somewhere in that 38th percentile. His 20-yard split, 2.66, somewhere around 4.9. Things got a little bit better for him in a 10-yard split. Classic player where the athleticism does not match up with the production. And we see that sometimes in the NFL, right? That when it comes to the draft, a guy will have limited production in college, but will be an elite athlete. DK Metcalf is a perfect example. You could say he wasn't used right in college. They limited what he did, but the athleticism was off the charts. And of course, he's producing in the NFL. But we've seen this before with guys. And again, when it comes to someone like Hodgins, that speed, that athleticism isn't there where you could see him slipping in the draft, maybe. And, and listen, sometimes when you talk about the, the bench, is it an overrated statistic or uh, metric that is used in evaluating draft prospects? Maybe, but only nine reps on the bench, right? Albeit the 
the long arms and the disadvantage it comes for some of those guys. Um, a question, right? When you've got a guy with a slender frame and that lacks that that upper body strength, what will happen when when again coming through? And and again, we talk about this success at OTAs. You're not wearing pads. Um, it is it is different, right? You even had Hodgins earlier in OTAs and the red non-contact jersey because of some of the injuries that he has battled. So, you know, what is going to happen when things get a little bit physical? And even as we talked about in last week's podcast, when we start looking to preseason games again, all eyes are going to be on Isaiah Hodgins for Bills fans. They just are. I think as a draft prospect, Lance Zerline summed it up best. I'll run through that real quick for you because I think it's something, as we look back at it, right, it's almost like a new member of the Bills draft class because he was on injured reserve all last season. So let's look back at at what he said. His NFL comparison was to Geronimo Allison. He projected him in round four or five. And Zerline writes, potential inside-outside target with below average speed, but outstanding ball skills, instincts, and will to make the contested catch. Scouts must balance his impressive pass-catching talent against issues eluding press man and NFL-caliber coverage. Hodgins is astutely aware of coverage location in all areas of the field and adjusts accordingly. He's clearly more skilled than opponents when the ball is in the air, but the catch space will be tighter and the challenge is more fierce as a pro. He needs to refine his route running and may need to be moved and stacked in bunch sets for release freedom, but Hodgins has the ability to see the field in multiple wideout sets as a middle round pick. So you talk about Hodgins. And you look at him and say, okay, you're in competition for wide receiver five, wide receiver six, right? He is not going to be that primary option on the field for the Bills at any time um, when he is playing, barring some disastrous injuries, which I don't even want to think about. But when you talk about the upside, again, you talk about really just what he can be. He has that upside potential, but how is that going to play out in training camp And in the preseason, when he is going up against maybe man coverage, what that will look like, what type of coverage he is up against as maybe the wide receiver four on the field in a four wide receiver set or later in preseason games that maybe he is wide receiver two out there. Will he be able to separate against a guy like a Jake Kumro, like a Duke Williams um, when it comes to that competition at wide receiver? And is he going to be that favorite to be the sixth wideout on the roster, as I see Isaiah McKenzie as number five. Um, but he's going to be the fan favorite going into it. There is no question whatsoever. And I think the question is going to be, when he comes through, is this going to be a guy that is, let's call it a Levi Wallace, that is able to stick on the roster and have an NFL career and establish himself as a viable option? Or is he more likely to be a Derek Rogers that really doesn't get that opportunity with the Bills, a Brandon Riley, right? Guys that we have certainly had high hopes for that could come and make an impact throughout training camp. Um, is he going to be able to separate? Right now, I know where Bills fans stand on it, because anytime you look at the Twitter timeline, you look at articles, again, from the, the beat reporters that cover the team, Isaiah Hodgins is someone that the arrow is certainly pointing up. Um, when I was talking to Joe and Spence the other day, like I said, I, I was telling him we got to pump the brakes just a little bit here. 
Let's lower the expectations as much as we can, because if we don't, right, you're just you're you're setting someone up to fail. And we've seen it before that you can look good in OTAs, but at training camp is something certainly different. Now, a guy that quickly became the darling of Bills fans last year was Gabriel Davis, but he was a fourth round pick. There was certainly an expectation that he would make the team. He delivered throughout training camp and he delivered in the regular season. If by chance they actually hit on Isaiah Hodgins, think about that. When you have Emmanuel Sanders basically on a one-year deal with a void year, you've got Cole Beasley over the age of 30. What are things going to look like for him? And again, a receiver at 6'3 half to bring an additional size element to Buffalo. Let's see what happens. But when you talk about that camp darling this year, it is Isaiah Hodgins, bar none. You can talk about Rashad Wild Goose. You can talk about some others, you know, any of the UDFAs, Elijah Griffin um, that might stand out, Nick McLeod, of, of course, right? Someone could quickly become a fan favorite. But right now, Isaiah Hodgins is that guy. Congratulations. You are the 2021 version of the Buffalo Bills training camp darling, previously owned by Alex Tanney and Mike Jasper and Derek Rogers and too many other names that I've forgotten over this time. But Hodgins, I feel like, is a little bit different. I feel like based on his production, I feel like the 2020 season being a bit of a redshirt year for him um, to be able to, to learn and see what's out there. Let's hope that the young man can stay healthy. And I'm really looking forward to see what he can do in training camp. So let me know your thoughts on Hodgins. Hit me up in the comments section at buffalorumblings.com. You can find me anytime on Twitter at Ant Marino. Um, or maybe maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe there's someone else you really think is the, the camp darling. I'm sure Christian Wade's name will come up in the conversation. I think that one's a little bit different based on the Pathways program and who he is making the transition. Of course, that's someone that we're looking to see what he can do in preseason games. But Hodgins, I think the, the expectations are a little bit different here. And I am certainly looking forward to what, to what he is all about and what he can do. Um, I'm just excited. You know, and again, it's kind of that quiet time. Like, it's just that slow build as you get to training camp. And I think for all of us, um, you don't want to you don't want to wish the uh, the season away or the summer away, I guess I should say, getting a training camp too quickly. Enjoy a little bit of this downtime and we'll start to look at some of those guys that we are certainly looking forward to seeing at Buffalo Bills training camp this year. So, all right, I'm going to get out of here. I always appreciate you guys tuning in. If you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button so you get breaking Buffalo rumblings, circling the wagons, overreaction sports pod, the code of conduct, Buffalo rumblings Q&A, believe Jamie D and Big Newt, the Bruce exclusive, the Buff Hub. Make sure you get all those great shows that we've got here at buffalorumblings.com. We're coming with new content for you each and every day. Um cuz even though it's the off season, it's still fun to talk Buffalo Bills. And we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. I'm going to hit the door. But for now, I appreciate you guys. And as always, go Bills.